I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Thursday, March 26, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Interestingly enough, remember we were discussing the 257 and 259. So right out of the gate, I want to display something that happened today so we can frame the rest of the episode. Here's a 15-minute intraday chart of the SPY. You see how the market spent most of the day in between 257 and 259. Right out of the gate, after about an hour's worth of trading, they tried for 257. Everything to the right of the vertical line is today's activity. So you can see they run up to 257, was slightly rejected right away. But this isn't a real rejection. This is just not enough gusto to get through yet. A rejection is something like when the market comes down a whole lot more than just, you know, 50 cents, a dollar. In this case, it was a little over $2, but the volatility is so wide in the market that that's like a normal move of like 50 cents. Yesterday's candle into the end of the day, that's a bona fide rejection. They don't all look the same. I'm just trying to point out and paint the picture that the market was basically not being rejected. It was eating time off the clock so that they can bust through 257. So they traded in between these numbers for most of the day. A little bit of a dip below, but not by much. And then at the end of the day, they bust out. So here's the deal. Those two numbers were important, A. And B, when they do this, That's the market's way of indicating to you that they're eating time off the clock, building energy to move higher. And then we saw the jam session into the end of the day. The last 15, 10 minutes of the day, they sent the market higher after spending the majority of the afternoon shaking out the weak hands, wearing traders down that were trying to wait for the next leg higher. Now, that all being said, Where are we going? So they got through the 257. It was resistance for a little while. And then all of a sudden, here we are above 257, above 259. So we don't really need these numbers anymore. That was temporary. Where are we going? What's the makeup of the market? What is actually happening? How can we use this information? That's what we're going to discuss next. Also, another way to look at it is, Where does the rubber meet the road? Is this going to be a V-bottom recovery? We're going to race up to new highs, blah, blah, blah. Is that happening or is something else likely, at least in the short run? And the answer is the former. It's likely something else is going to happen in the short run. It's unlikely, not probable. This is a V-bottom and we just race up from here. Okay, so that being said... What am I looking for? Well, we talked about it last night. I'm looking for an ABC pattern. So what does that mean? Well, let's move this over and let's get the pencil out and let's kind of draw what I'm looking for. So at some point, we're going to stall out. Maybe it goes higher than this. This line, the ending in this line is arbitrary for the purposes of this illustration. Then we're going to come down some. 
somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where just yet because we haven't started to come down yet. Then after we come down, generally speaking, they're going to have another rally higher completing at minimum over the high of the A leg. That's the schematic that I'm working off of. Let's take it one piece at a time. We're on the way up. How high can they go? Let's point out a couple of obvious places. All right. Now that we've got the chart marked up a little bit, we have a couple of things going. A, the first line, 263.09, represents a gap. Looks like it was filled today. We need to verify that. The gap actually is 263.09. Today's high happens to be 262.80. Gap not filled. Come up short. Fall away. That's resident to the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. They do that kind of stuff all the time. And how do we use that information? Well, it's pretty simple. So let's say you're long the market, riding up to a likely resistance area, which would be the gap if that was the next major area of resistance above. Again, a hypothetical scenario for now. Knowing where the gap is, if you're long, you want to exit before they get to the gap, knowing that Trick and Company are going to show up and not get to the gap or bust right through the gap for the people that are going to be short at the gap. They want to issue them a quick pie in the face. You don't know which one is going to happen when, so you want to be out of the trade ahead of the gap. You don't need the last few pennies. You don't need to be, as they say, a chaza. For those of you that don't know what that is, you need to watch the movie Scarface And what it is, is a pig that doesn't fly straight. You don't need the last few table scraps of a trade. You want to make sure you get out. And you want to get out into strength. You want to get out as the market's on the way up. What you don't want to do, and this is a little trade school 101, you don't want to try and chase the stock or the market or whatever the trade you're in is. You don't want to chase it on the way down after you realized They're not going up anymore. That's a bad way to end the trade. You end up losing money for no reason at all. Not necessarily a loss, but you're leaving money on the table. So you want to sell into strength. Let the market take you out. You don't have to be the last tick on the way up. You don't have to catch the bottom when you're trying to pick off a low for a nice support area. You don't have to be the first one in. You don't have to be the last one out. It's not a FIFO-LIFO business. Therefore, let's continue on and talk about the numbers. 6309, is it likely this was the end of this rally today? Well, it could be. And what I'll tell you is, if it is, that's pretty weak. And I wouldn't want to be there standing in front of the downside if this was all that they've got on the upside. So what am I saying? I'm saying they should get somewhat higher. To where? Well, I've got a couple of more lines. You have a 20-period moving average. So we know where the zone is. The 20-period moving average is a spot. Are they going to stop there? They might. However, I don't believe they will. If they're going to continue higher, I like the spot for the last pivot high, 271.48. I consider that another breakdown. That's where the market really broke down. That's where the rubber band broke. So it broke before that. That's this gap up here. 274.36. Then what happens? The market made a final attempt. The last gasp. Think of it as a Hail Mary. Tried to rally, tried to recover, a little bit of a rescue operation. That's this candle here from the 13th. And then the failure ensued. 
That was them sucking everybody in, thinking it's over, let's hop on board, hit it again, for selling, margin calls, open the trap door, you know, the whole nine yards. So therefore, I like the spot of the last gasp. Above that, should the need arise, you have another gap, 274.36. So what I'm saying is, somewhere around that pivot high, 271.5 up to 274.36, is actually my preferred target on the upside if they're going to get up that far now. Now, this only applies sooner than later. This is like tomorrow slash Monday type stuff. If they start pulling back right away and start the B leg right away, all that could change. They could actually go higher, but that would be predicated on where they go to the B leg or how far down the B leg goes. Do they go to double bottom? Do they go halfway home? Do they make a new low? All those things factor into what happens next. So net-net, let's boil it down. What am I looking for? Nirvana. I'm looking for them to jam the market, and maybe it's on a piece of news. Maybe it's on the package, the rescue package, the stimulus package that they're passing through Congress. Maybe it's on the anticipation of the passing of the rescue package that they jam the market up. That's probably the reason the market was up today and yesterday and the day before, wouldn't you say? Remember, several days ago when the market was on the way down, one of the things that we talked about was that the Fed, the Treasury, the government as a whole is going to throw as much money at this thing as they can until the market stabilizes. Okay, so the market appears to have stabilized. Is passing the rescue package a surprise at this point? No, everybody's expecting it to get passed. What would be the surprise? not passing it, a la TARP from 2008. Now, this is all hypothetical, hyperbole. This is all my own creation of what if 1.0. They're going to pass the rescue package. Everybody's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. The whole coronavirus thing's going to go away. The economy's going to get back to normal. All of a sudden, there's a surprise. How did that package not pass? And this is what happens. Now, I'm not saying that is going to happen, but I'm saying we have to have an awareness that that can happen. That, in and of itself, would produce the B-leg of the decline. Or better said, the B-leg is the decline. What happens if none of that happens? How am I wrong? Very simple. I'm wrong if the market keeps going and I'm wearing the schmuck shirt. What would cause that to happen? A cure? a remedy, an antivirus, or whatever they call it, and all of a sudden, America is back open for business. That, in and of itself, would send the market up two, three hundred handles in one day. What happened inside the numbers today? I don't want to harp on stuff. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but I do want you to read it. I want you to see whether we're right, how much right we are, if we're wrong, when we're wrong, what do we say, how we say it, Can you follow it? Does it seem like something you can make money with? There are plenty of traders making money with inside the numbers. So read the commentary. This was the pre-market notes. I'm going to scroll back up. We'll see the early thoughts. And then there's something pretty cool that I want to point out from this afternoon's activity. We had what we like to call traditionally the phony jobs number today, but it's not so phony now, and it's certainly not funny. 
There was over 3 million unemployment claims made, and there's certainly going to be more going forward. So this is a product of what's going on. It was a known known. Nobody could have imagined what the number would be. Who knows if the number's even accurate. It's probably only scratching the surface. But here's an important thing. So check out in the middle or towards the bottom where it says the market had every chance to use this information, meaning the 3 million jobs, to sell off and scare everyone into thinking the worst. That's not happening, which is an early sign they're going to try for more upside, more than yesterday. For the time being, we're back in the bad news is good news camp, so we run with it. So you have to have an awareness, you have to be able to read the tape. If you listen to the TV, you'll be wrong. If you learn how to read the tape, you'll be right. Let's move it along and see what else was being discussed. Now, again, before the opening bell even rings, the early thoughts are put on pre-opening bell. So I'm already telling you in awareness, the morning rush will be on. There's going to be a shakeout presented by Trick and Company. They do it all the time. They're going to shake out the Johnny-come-latelys, the weak hands, whatever you want to call them. Once they're shaken out, they're going to go back in the other direction. Shakeouts happen in both directions, but you have to be aware of the shakeout. Let's move it along. The swings are wide. We're talking about 2,500. We're talking about 2,400. Soon we're going to be talking about 2,600 by the time I get scrolling up to the top of the page. So go ahead and read the notes for yourself. We know the story. They went up to where I said the market would likely get up to. It was SPY 257. Then we had the 259. They're bullish, so they got above. They spent most of the afternoon going back and forth, eating time off the clock, positioning to get above that zone. That's what they were doing. That's what we were discussing inside the numbers. So nobody was surprised at the end of the day that they had a jam session up north. Moving right along. We're doing the tour guide thing. The transports were strong. Canary in the coal mine. IWM was strong. Canary in the coal mine. Well, it's my favorite market leading indicator. Either way, with all this stuff pointing in one direction, you know it's a duck. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, using the 80-20 rule or better, the thing you think is going to happen is actually going to happen. When you think like that, it takes some of the emotion out of the trade. You already have a plan, and if one of those things starts to go awry, you know the trade may be going awry, and you know where you're beginning to be wrong, and then you also obviously have to have a price, and you know where you're wrong. You get out small and fast if you have to get out with a loss at all. That's the way the market works. That's the way it works when you run it like a business. Moving right along. Already at 10.10, don't know for sure. I'll bet a nickel they're going to the numbers they missed yesterday, at least at some point today. Where's that? 2.57. So again, we're resetting the table. Everybody has to understand what my thought process is. You're inside my head all day long if you're inside the numbers. 2.57 was the duck. There you have another long trade on your hands. Even though the market was up a lot, doesn't matter. They're still going to go do the thing that they're supposed to go do. We say it all the time. Markets can go a lot farther in both directions than most everybody thinks it ever can. Moving right along. 10.20, and there you have it. SPY 257. Near missed yesterday with a fake out to boot. Trick and company at work. Now it should be resistance. So we're looking for either a pullback 
or are they just going to run sideways and we know what that means so we know what the outcome was but again we're pre-planning 10 20 in the morning i'm already telling you what you have to watch out for also it's time and a pretty good place for that mid-morning pivot that we see all too often whether it's a pivot low or a pivot high we generally see the market make a pivot someplace between let's just say 10:30 and lunch it's all an awareness moving along i'm just going to let you read this stuff you can start and stop the video whenever you want now we're going to do a little teachable moment a little reiteration one o'clock so we have the grind on our hand the market was just grinding higher it's a chop shop near the highs what does that tell us it tells us the market is eating time off the clock to make another move higher when the later the better for the bulls the earlier they go the more chance they have to peter out and come back down what are they doing from the big picture perspective we already talked about it but we might as well reiterate they're continuing to work on the a leg or probable abc pattern that we discussed in the videos these videos now what we're also saying notice this es 2600 and spy 260 and change meaning a little bit more or bust what does that mean that means they're going to get there why because the big fat round numbers are magnetic moving right along you can continue to read normal garden variety stuff until we get up to the end so let's point this out 253 more than an hour before the closing bell by the way the longer they hang around near the highs the more likely they are to have another jam session into the closing bell we can't say they will do that but we know that they do do that there's nothing on the board from where i sit that's bearish remember es 2600 or bust what i'm trying to do is put together all the things that are bullish and bearish and i can't really find anything that's bearish to put on the board the transports the iwm they've got a magnetic number up above they've been consolidating sideways eating time off the clock all day long if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck it's a freaking duck 350 and there's your jam session into the closing bell and our es 2600 see you later five minute chart there's your jam session last few minutes of the day there were traders that did hop on board there were traders that made money into the end of the day there were traders that made money earlier in the day that's the point that's the goal every single day all markets are the same rising tide lifts all boats the story is going to remain the same as you go through the different markets same routine not to the same magnitude look at the iwm for example up over six percent today but the transports which we'll get to in a moment were up only four percent only four percent i can't believe i used that word only in front of four percent check this out by the way look down at the volume you see the heaviest volume day or at least of late was 73 million shares which was on the 24th the following day was an up day we had less volume so we had an up day here on heavy volume an up day here on lesser volume pretty big update today on lesser volume is that institutional conviction buying or is it a dead cat bounce my take it's the a leg of a bounce in a downtrend it's a dead cat bounce doesn't mean it can't go higher it's just a dead cat bounce from where i sit how do you define a dead cat bounce a bounce that's likely to be at minimum of retraced at least halfway home could we do more are they going to go back and retest the lows 
We'll talk about that later. We're still on the way up. Transports, strong. Another run at the 20-period moving average. Hit it yesterday, backed off pretty good. Went right back today and closed right up there. What does that tell you? Tells you this isn't over. Tells you higher prices are coming before lower prices are coming under normal garden variety market conditions. That's just the way the market works using the 80-20 rule. It is what it is. Folks out in Silicon Valley, strong, closing right on top of the 20-period moving average. Likely higher prices. The story's not going to change no matter what market you look at. Can they get up to the 200-period moving average before petering out? Absolutely. Why not? Nice big inflation day for the XLF. Same story. Rising tide lifts all boats. Where are they headed? They're headed above the 20-period moving average, likely to around the high of this candle here from the 13th, right around 23. Anything different with good old Smash Mouth? No, same routine. Where are they headed? They're headed up over the 200-period moving average. It's a strong market, and they're likely to suck in some more bulls to the technology space as this is a leading indicator of the tech space. Have I told you folks how much I appreciate each and every one of you and that without you, these videos are not possible? That's basically everything that I wanted to and intended to discuss today. You've got my schematic. You've got what I believe to be a rough sketch on a napkin of what I think is going to happen next in the very near term over the next couple of days. And we'll take it one day at a time, one candlestick at a time. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. This has been another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.